Tvameva mata cha pita tvameva Tvameva bandhu cha sakha tvameva Tvameva vidyadravinam tvameva Tvameva saravam mamodeva deva I bow to that one in all and in you. I would like today to read from this book, Conversations with Yogananda. Paramahansa Yogananda demonstrated no respectful solemnity toward religious practices that he considered false or merely emotional rather than devotional. Indeed, he could make very merry at their expense. He once told us, laughing about a holy roller gathering he had witnessed, there they all were, fat ladies, old men, all rolling about on the floor in their zeal. They thought they were being inspired by the Holy Ghost, but what really moved them was the unholy ghost of emotions. Devotion must be internalized. When it is allowed to flow outward, it becomes emotion. Emotional devotion, by its very exuberance, takes one further into delusion. Excitement only extinguishes the lamp of pure love. God, too, he commented, has a sense of humor. All men are his children, but why shouldn't he have fun when he sees them acting comically? There was another one. There was a preacher many years ago in Harlem, the master told me. He was well known as Father Divine. Father Divine once wrote me a letter suggesting that we team up. He signed his letter, I am healthy, energetic, and happy in every muscle, bone, molecule, and atom. Those last two words he underlined vigorously three times. His official chair, I was informed, bore the word God carved across the back. The master chuckled in amusement at the memory. Another thing that I didn't mention in the book here, but that I recall, was that one time there was a lawsuit in which Father Divine was involved, and the judge died, and his Father Divine's comment was, I hated to do it. There's comedy in religion, let's face it. We might as well enjoy it. You, you find people become a little false when they get, when they get too um, respectful, saying, well, for example, all religions are one. Yes, they are all one in the sense that they all are an attempt to worship the one God. But there is a lot of ignorance in religion, a lot of um, absurdity. And true religion is that which enables you to feel God's presence, his calm presence within you. Don't get emotional. Don't think that all Paths are equally good either, because that's simply a sentimental statement. They aren't all equally good. I have seen a lot of foolishness in religion. I've seen foolishness in the religion in India, too. The, the uh, sentimental sort of bleating of some people, there's no feeling there, it's just a show. Don't worry about what other people think of your devotion. Let it be something inside, between you and God. 
because that is the only one who is really listening. Try to impress him by your love. Now, in religion, there's a great deal of variety, and as long as we have this sentimental thought that all need to be somehow combined, you get a hodgepodge. The purpose of Yogananda's mission to the West was to bring back the pure, the original Christianity, the original yoga and teaching of Krishna. He didn't go in for all teachings as being just equally good. Yes, it's good to remember the name of God, but all too often people use religion to persecute each other. I mean, religion, you can't blame religion for it, but you can certainly blame human nature, which uses religion to persecute. Anybody who says, mine is the only way, yours are all wrong, you'll go to hell if you don't go my way. Like one time Yogananda was on a, on a train and a minister was there, and I guess maybe my Guruji was dressed in orange, although usually in public he didn't. But at any rate, this, this missionary or this minister saw him and was outraged to see this heathen Hindu in a Christian country kind of thing. And he was walking up and down the aisle angrily and he said, Do you believe in Jesus Christ? And my guru very calmly and sweetly said, Yes. Do you accept Jesus Christ as your only Savior? Well, I accept God as my Savior, and I believe he has effected his salvation through many. Unless you accept Jesus Christ as your only Savior, you will go to hell. And you know, if there's any hell in this world, it's the hell of harmful emotions like anger. Well, everybody in the car, because it was an open car, that's how they have them in that country, everybody was fascinated by this conversation. And Yogananda calmly and sweetly looked at this man, and he said, well, I may get there by and by, but my friend, you're there already. Because it, everybody in the car laughed, because it was so obvious the man's face was contorted with rage. In the name of God, how many harmful emotions have been expressed. <coughs> I remember years ago I was lecturing in Birla Mandir, I sang Ram Dhun, you know, that, that song that Mahatma Gandhi loved. Ishwara Allah tere naam Sabko sanmati de bhagavan Ragupati Raghava Raja Ram Patita Pavana Sita Ram And Birla was sort of upset because he didn't like the idea of Ishwara being put on the same lame uh, the same level as Allah. So he sent somebody over and to find out who was singing this song. And when they heard it was an American Swami, then he said, oh, never mind. But the truth is that uh, so maybe people take the name Ishwara or Allah in different ways, but it's all God. We can call a boat a bateau, which is French, or a schiffe, which is German, or a navi, which is Italian, or all sorts of languages, but it's still the same object. And it's the same with God. It's the one truth. And if we can just get down underneath all these differences, then we find that underlying religion is one truth. Underlying all religion, there is that Sanatana Dharma, which is the Dharma of the universe.
It isn't Hindu. It isn't Christian. It isn't Muslim or Buddhist. These isms are not the way. It's that solitary call of your soul for its creator. You were brought from the infinite, and there is a little spark of longing in you that says, I want to know who I am. I want to know what life is all about. That is what religion is. To go deep into that inner self. When you die, God's not going to say to you, love, were you a Catholic or were you a Buddhist or a Christian or anything. He's going to say, if he says anything, do you love me? And that me is not a person. That me is not blue and playing a flute. That me is an infinite consciousness of which you and I are a part. What we should do in our meditation is calm our minds. You know, you reach the point in meditation where you, you don't feel there's any you. You don't feel there's a he. There just is. This is what you are. You just are. There are no names. St. Teresa of Avila, a great Christian saint, spoke of, I think she called it the fourth stage of meditation, of prayer, in which the mind cannot think anymore. This is what real meditation should be. Not visualizing, you're not creating God. You're getting yourself out of the way so that he can manifest himself to you. In the calmness of silence, you begin to feel, it's sort of like going through a long, long tunnel and suddenly you see a little light at the end. And so in that stillness of meditation, which may not give you much at first, but then bit by bit that little light begins to dawn, that little joy begins to come. And if any joy that you feel in your life, if you'll hang on to it, don't let go, you will find that bit by bit it will grow and it will take possession of your whole being. And you will find that far from putting you out of touch with life, it will put you in touch. Everything you do will go better. It's not as if meditation alienated you from the so-called real world. First of all, that's the real world. This is not. But more than that, you will find that the more you have of that, the more Everything seems to go as it ought to. You'll see that, that uh, whatever you try to do, whether it be cooking or writing or talking or... You know, it's so funny. Sometimes people have asked me for a word of advice of some kind, and I simply don't know. Well, I'm not somebody who likes to bluff. I like to be straight. And if I don't know, I say, I'm sorry, I don't know. It's very easy to say I don't know. But you know, the interesting thing is that very often I've discovered that the moment I say I don't know, I do know. You see, what I've done in just saying, well, I guess I don't know, is suspend the effort to reach out toward an understanding, toward an answer. And as soon as I give up that effort and relax, then I find that that inspiration can come to me. One of the mistakes that people often make in trying to advise or help other people is talk just from their experience. What you need to do is project yourself into them to try to feel what their own higher self is saying to you. 
This is what I found Yogananda did with us. He answered us not according to, well, I found from talking to people, no. He would answer according to what my own higher self was trying to tell me, and it would be different for every person, because every person's had his own life experience. But the more you can tune into that, the more, well, I found people, when I try to talk to them that way, and if by God's grace I succeed, I often find them saying, yes, that's what I was trying to say. I'm not teaching them anything. I can't teach anybody anything. All I can do is bring a few thoughts, perhaps, to their remembrance. That's why, as I said a few days ago, Patanjali's definition of enlightenment is smriti, memory. You can't bring people to understand by listening and by rote, but you can help them to suddenly remember. That's what meditation is. You go deep into yourself and you suddenly remember, oh, that's what it's all about. There's this beautiful story of a Christian saint who was, he was a hermit. He lived in the desert and he was tempted by Satan for many, many years, 16 years, and much suffering and punishment. Still, he kept calling out to Christ. Christ is no different from Krishna. They're all parts of God. And he, he thought of God in the form of Jesus Christ. And he called to Jesus. And finally, one day he called, just as it looked as if everything was going to crash in upon him. And Jesus appeared, and Satan disappeared, and all the darkness vanished. And he said, Lord, where were you? All these years that I was crying your name. Where were you? Jesus smiled. He said, I was always with you. God is always there. He's always in your heart, always listening. He wants to help you. But the trouble is that we tend to drive him away with our restless thoughts, with our desires. All these things keep him at a distance. He doesn't have to be. He's with you just as much now as you will be in infinity when you find him. You can't get away from who you are. You are he. There was a Christian missionary lecturing in Benares many years ago. E. Stanley Jones, his name was. And he was trying to convert people to Jesus Christ. And there was the Brahmin there who was getting a bit restless. And finally, he couldn't take this any longer. He went up and he went put a tilak on his forehead. He said, all right, now you're a Hindu. I can listen to you. Well, I thought that was kind of charming. Because, uh, indeed, God is everywhere. Christ is no different from all the others. Don't, don't think in terms of, of sectarianism. Because truth has no name. Some Christian missionary told me, well, when Mahatma Gandhi died and went to heaven, at least he must have been very surprised when he found it was Jesus who welcomed him there. I thought, well, at least that missionary put Mahatma Gandhi in heaven. But God doesn't think that way. The absurdity of religion is just a joke. Don't take it seriously. People get all emotional and rampage and burn down each other's homes and kill each other. This is nonsense. It ought to go. It's sin. It's an expression of maya. 
Let us try to help people to understand that God is in all. God is in everyone. God is for everyone. And all religions must reach the point someday where they understand that the goal of it all is to realize the self in him. This is the true religion, self-realization. Joy to you. The secret of laughter lies in the laughing, not in the search for joy. It's a swallow winging on the wind, it's innocence in a boy. singing, not in the songs unwelcome, but never crave. If you think that laughter lies in things, to things you'll be but a slave. Joy will come to anyone whose soul has learned to fly.